Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Monday, November 28th, 2022. We hope that everyone enjoyed the Thanksgiving holiday and weekend with friends and family. I know I certainly did and greatly enjoyed getting to watch three Duke men's basketball games over the past week. Locked on Blue Devils is a daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke athletics. On today's show, we're going to talk about Duke's two wins over Oregon State and Xavier and then a loss to Purdue by a score of 75-56 to yesterday. We'll break it all down with my good pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast for free wherever you get them. Also be sure to watch our show on YouTube daily each and every day. Lockdown Blue Devils is available pretty much everywhere. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. As we get set to rock and roll here on the show today, boy, am I thrilled to bring on my absolute very good friend of the program, Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham, who joins us now here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Kevin, thanks so much for the time. I hope that you enjoyed a great Thanksgiving holiday, my friend. Likewise to you, JJ. Glad to be here. Um, I don't know. I think it might be a, a bad omen. I think I was on after the Kansas game and they lost, now the Purdue game. I don't know. I think when we schedule these things, it might be a bad omen. But let's I love get, being I love being here. Let's get you on more frequently, man. That, that's just that's the next step. And so hopefully we get more wins to talk about. Yeah. But you're right. I, I connected the dots and here you are. You're the uh the guy that breaks down the Duke basketball losses, unfortunately, uh, because <laughs> we saw another one yesterday as Duke falls to Purdue 75-56, a uh, pretty horrific three-point shooting outing for the Duke Blue Devils, two of 19 from three-point range in the last eight minutes of the basketball game. Duke only scored one point, one point for Duke in the last eight minutes of the basketball game. Credit to Purdue. They're a really good team. They were number 24 in the country when they played Duke yesterday. This morning, we saw the new rankings come out. They've climbed all the way to number five in the nation. A big rise for Purdue. What'd you make of the game yesterday, Kevin? So, you know, I I had a feeling it was going to be an uphill climb going into it just because I, I don't know a lot of people out there if they stayed up on what I guess that was Friday night to watch Purdue and Gonzaga. And then, I mean, like, Purdue's really good. Like, yeah. I think we, we saw that firsthand, and I even saw it against Gonzaga. And I'm like, man, like, like you kind of was, I guess, before the game, you were hoping Purdue won because you didn't want to play Gonzaga. But then, middle of the game, I'm like, I think we might have a better chance against Gonzaga than against Purdue. So, I think it was interesting. Um, and obviously the the big thing going in was Zach Eady. How are they going to match up with Zach Eady? How could they defend Zach Eady? I mean, he's seven four. He, he's built like a train, and, and he he just takes up space. And he's a really good basketball player. And you're like, all right, Derek Lively's got to show me something. I mean, seven foot one. Obviously, he's given up some weight to him. And I thought Lively started started out the game well in that first four minutes, but you pick up a couple of fouls, and you're in it, and you're out, and you're losing that rhythm. Um, so it, it was tough. There's a lot more to dive in on offensively and defensively. But, um, I mean, Purdue really controlled the game just about from the tap on. Yeah, the defense of Zach Eady is what you got to break down here because he's just so dominant. You said seven foot four. I mean, watching him 
on the television screen. He is so much larger than everyone else out there on the floor. And yeah, you got to keep in mind that Duke has both Lively and Filipowski who stand seven feet tall in their own right. But man, they look so small compared to Edie. First possession of the game. You know, you've got the jump ball first right out of the gates. 7-4 Edie. Derek Lively jumping center for Duke. Purdue takes possession. But on that first possession defensively, Derek Lively came up with the steal when Purdue Mm -hmm. tried to toss the ball down into the post to Zach Edie. So, all right, here we go. We're feeling pretty good. A super talented freshman rocking and rolling. Next possession down, another pass into the post. And you could see Zach Edie's wanting his guards to throw it a little bit higher for him to secure it easier. And Derek Lively forces a jump ball. Purdue just won the opening tip, so Duke gets possession back right away. Feeling really good about the first two possessions. But then, as you said, Kevin, I think it immediately went to the uh, defensive end of the floor and the fouls started to become a problem. Yeah, that, that was the thing. And I, and I tweeted this out during the game. I was like, if Duke wants to win this game, they got to win it with their defense. And, like, you look at it, and, again, Purdue's a really good team. I mean, giving up 75 isn't that bad against a really good Purdue team. I mean, they didn't certainly win the game with their defense, but you look at the adjustments in the second half and the – the press and dropping back into the zone, it caused Purdue fits. I mean, Duke had their chance to get back in the game. I think I think they got as close as seven, but just the ball wouldn't go in the basket, and that's ultimately what was their downfall. I mean, there's still stuff to break down. I mean, you, you, you thought coming into the game, all right, Edie and Lively, um, how bad was the mismatch going to be with Ryan Young? I know we had the, uh, the chances against Edie in the Big Ten, um, Filipowski at seven foot. I thought we should have seen more of Christian Reeves uh, yeah. y- yesterday. That's just my opinion. Um, and then it was, could Duke's guards led by Jeremy Roach, who got banged up in the game as a junior, could they shut down Purdue's young guards? And ultimately the answer was no. Yeah. I think on the offensive end of the floor, the fact that the three point shots from the outside weren't falling also really hurt Duke because then you're relying on offensive rebounds. And while Duke has been, an incredible rebounding team so far this season. Top five in every major category out there, both margin, total rebounds, and offensive boards. Duke got beat 42-31 in the rebounding battle. Only 11 offensive rebounds for Duke yesterday against Purdue. And then when you go 2 of 19 from the three-point line, it's difficult to stay competitive in the game if you're not getting those second looks. Filipowski, the only Duke basketball player to make three-pointers. He made both of them for Duke. What did you make of the three-point shooting, Kevin? How could Duke well, fix this? I think it – and I, I don't know if there's any gung-ho way to fix it, but, like, sure. I think it goes all the way back to the game against Bellerman. I mean, you look against that game against Bellerman, and, again, during the game, I, I'm saying this, like, why do they keep shooting these threes? Like, like, take it to the basket. I mean, and, again, it works out because out of their 55 shots – 35 of them were threes. All right, they made 14. They shot 40%. You saw the same thing against Oregon State. They fell in love with the three-point ball. Against Oregon State, they had 29 three-pointers. They only made five. Now, they were much more concerted on getting the ball inside the arc against Xavier, which is surprising. It's not surprising because Xavier has two very good front court players, too, and Jack Nungy and Zach Fremantle. But then again, right back to Purdue, it was a three-point barrage, and, and they couldn't hit. So it, it, it's really interesting that – and, again, it goes back to the part of of Derek Lively and, and that Duke doesn't really have a true post-up guy. 
I think this team is a lot different than teams of the past that like they don't have Apollo Bancaro who, all right, he can do anything he wants on the perimeter, but you all like, he also could post anybody up and get a bucket that way. They don't have a player on this team just yet. You want that to be lively. He really didn't show that a lot in high school, but when you're seven, one, you kind of just go above everybody else and you score that way. And he had an outside game. Um, Filipowski's more of an outside game player. I guess Ryan Young could be a post-up guy, but he's not a back-to-the-basket type player either. I think that's one big flaw on this Duke team. They don't have a true post-up presence down low, like a Wendell Carter Jr. or Marvin Bagley, players like that. They don't have somebody with that skill set on this team, and I think that's what makes it difficult for them because they have a lot of perimeter players, one through five on the floor. For the most part, Duke's defensive effort and defensive efficiency has continued to be really impressive for a group of a lot of newcomers and freshmen. I want to talk a little bit more about that after our first time out here on today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where you need to go if you're looking to hire. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Upside. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. My oh my, whether it's dining out, gas, or groceries, we're always trying to find the best way to save a little bit more. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Upside, a proud partner of Locked On Blue Devils. Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Kevin Connolly, the site expert at Ball Durham. And Kevin, as we talk all things Ball Durham, what kind of coverage can folks expect from you throughout the basketball season? Well, we got everything. We got pregame stuff. We got in-game stuff. We have post-game stuff. We have opinions, reaction. Um, We got everything coming. I'm working on a couple of pieces about the games this weekend. And and they're not negative pieces, but they're they're raising eyebrows. They're raising concerns and, and specifically about the freshman class outside of Kyle Filipowski. Yeah, we've got a lot of freshmen on the Duke basketball team, seven of them to be exact. A big game yesterday for Tyrese Proctor, who had 16 points versus Purdue. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about the wins over Oregon State and Xavier, 54-51, the final score over the Beavers, and then Duke beat the Musketeers 71-64. So the defense continues to be impressive, regardless of who's out there on the floor for Duke. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think that was one of the biggest points of the Purdue game specifically with like the effort was good. The hustle was good. Everything was good. It's just ball didn't fall in the basket. Oregon State game, I mean, they won. Like, like they, they won. I'll, I'll yeah. give them a round of applause. Like they didn't they didn't suffer a catastrophic loss to Oregon State. So that's that's kind of the only positive I can take out of that one. I mean, Ryan Young did play very well. Um, again, ball wasn't going in the basket. I think they were 16 of 60 from the field and five of 29 from three free throw line, which wasn't that great against Purdue, saved them against Oregon State. But it, it was funny. So against that Oregon State game, I ended up watching the game back in full. But like it was a 3:30 tip on Thanksgiving Day, so I was I, I, I watched the first half. And it wasn't great, but you're like, all right, they'll figure it out in the second half. Went to have Thanksgiving dinner, came back to the TV, and they were losing. Like, yeah. What happened here? It was, and then then you're, the the blood pressure immediately went through the roof, and they ended up winning, and and all, all's good there. But Xavier game, I thought was pretty a complete game. I thought, um, I think they went up twelve or thirteen right out of halftime in that second half, and. Um, I think Xavier might have got it back to within five or six, but the game never felt like it was in doubt. I thought Jeremy Roach was outstanding. Um, I thought Kyle Filipowski, Mark Mitchell, first and second halves respectively, all played really well. Um, Again, it's just you're still looking. I know they're still coming back and rounding into form because they missed a lot of the preseason, but you still have a lot of question marks about Derek Lively and Dariq Whitehead, and I think right now there's a lot more questions about Lively than Whitehead because you know Whitehead you started to see those glimpses in these last three games you started to see the outside shot fall a little bit you saw a pull-up mid-range jumper so that's what you're going to see a little bit more of from Whitehead but lively I, I just have some questions on on scoring around the basket defending without fouling rebounding it's just those are the things I need to see a little bit more of um, as ACC plays right around the corner. Yeah, I mean, it's really notable that for Derek Lively the second they tell you this watching the television broadcast every time he touches the basketball, he has not made a shot this season that hasn't been a dunk. All yeah. of his touches around the rim, he's going up for dunks. He's making them, uh, but really not too many shot attempts outside of that for Lively. Took a couple of three-point shots against Purdue. They didn't fall. So nine field goals made on the season for Derek Lively the second, all dunks. We'll get to those guys uh, throughout the week and, and trying to find a way to really improve Derek Whitehead and Derek Lively. The second, I think consistency is the other key thing for Duke. Again, seven freshmen, and right now Christian Reeves and Jaden Shoot don't really factor into this because they're not on the floor playing. Filipowski has been as consistent as they come, and then you've got another pair of freshmen and Mark Mitchell and Tyrese Proctor uh, who have had bright spots and then at times you have no idea they're out there on the floor. Against Xavier, Mark Mitchell has 16 points. Where in the world is Tyrese Proctor? Against Purdue, Proctor has 16 points. Where in the world is Mark Mitchell? Those two guys, uh, sometimes you know they're out there and sometimes it's, it's hard to realize that they're impacting the game. Yeah, especially for Proctor, because I think that's such an interesting development this season with him and Jeremy Roach specifically, because I feel like both are much more comfortable on the ball with the ball in their hands. I mean, obviously, we've seen that from Roach just being the floor general, especially last March. And Proctor, I mean, he's kind of been at his best this year. And you want to look at that second half against Kansas and then this game against Purdue, kind of with the ball in his hands. Now, 
Um, you'd certainly want to see him more as a three-point shooter. Um, but again, you hope that comes in time and shots start to fall and so on and so forth. Um, but for Mark Mitchell, it's interesting because I think it all comes down to another big problem um, that I think could be on the horizon. No, There's no rotation set for this Duke team. There's no roles set for this Duke team. It just kind of feels like Shire's like, all right, you go play, you go play, you come in. Like there's no, it's like, all right, these five are going to be on the court for this amount of time, or these five are going to come out and then someone's going to come. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no rotations that have been set yet. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing to finding that consistency because players got to know who they're going to be on the floor with at all times. And I think again, as that'll become a little bit easier as the season not winds down because we're not even in December yet, but as, conference play comes around and these games become a little bit more important and a little bit bigger because the rotation is going to shrink in my opinion. It will. I would imagine that as well. Coming up for Duke this week, they've got Ohio State on Wednesday in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Saturday, the first conference game of the season in the ACC. Again, December 3rd, and we're going to play the first conference game. Duke's got a home game in Cameron Indoor against Boston College, and then they take on Iowa next week in Madison Square Garden. So we'll take our final time out and wrap up our conversation about Duke basketball after this here on Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils today is brought to you by our friends at Nissan. This week's thrilling moment in college football and college basketball is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it's got to be Duke quarterback Riley Leonard leading Duke to their eighth win of the season, a big win over Wake Forest, 8-4, and four, the final record in year one of the Mike Elko era as head coach. Unbelievable stuff from the Duke football program. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. I'm JJ Jackson alongside Kevin Connolly from Ball Durham. Kevin, I ask you now as Duke gets set for the week ahead, the big thing that you want to see from Duke this week? I think it's Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead. I know we just talked about them a little bit, but like Ohio State's got a man down low in Zed Key. Like Duke's going to have their hands full with him. I think um, we knew that they're, they're last year. Need, yeah. Yeah. They're going to need the front court to, to step up. Um, they're going to have to throw multiple bodies at him. I would try and trapping him. Um, I think that's the biggest thing in shutting down Ohio State um, is trying to slow down Zed Key and, and seeing how Filipowski and Young and Lively, how everybody uh, tries to defend him and tries to react to him. Against Boston College, um, how do I say this, I guess, politically correct? It's not a bye game, but it's a bye game. <laughs> like Boston College is um, one of the worst teams in the ACC, probably only outside of Florida State. So I, I think Boston College, the, that game has to be used as a confidence builder. Um, I think it's like, again, Derek Lively, Derek Whitehead, get them minutes. I tweeted this out during the Purdue game. It's time to take the training wheels off of Derek Whitehead. I know John Shire said after the game that since he's been fully back and fully cleared, the team's only had one practice. That's going to be huge because they play Ohio State on the 30th. 
They play Boston College on the third. They play Iowa in New York on the sixth, and they play Maryland Eastern Shore uh, on the tenth in Cameron. From December tenth to December thirty first, they only play two games. That's a lot of practices. So it's time to take the training wheels off of Derek Whitehead. I think he's he's still your best prospect. I think he's your best true player. It's time to get him out on the court, get him playing 25, 30, 35 minutes in a game. It's time to take the training wheels off of him and get him out there because this team desperately needs his shot-making ability. Yeah, I'm not. I'm so excited to see what Derek Whitehead unleashed looks like, uh, seeing if he can live up, and I certainly do believe – He'll live up to the hype as being one of the top freshmen in the entire country. That's for sure. Kevin, as always, it's so much fun to chat with you here on Lockdown Blue Devils. Thank you for taking some time to stop by here with me today on the show, my friend. Absolutely, JJ. Always a blast. That's Kevin Connolly joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much, always, for your support of Lockdown Blue Devils each and every day. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe, watch our show daily each and every day. Also, the podcast is available wherever you get them. For Kevin Connolly, I'm JJ Jackson. That's going to do it for our show today. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you and good day.